You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Themba. What is going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with Howard Bender bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast here for Week 14. Uh, Howard, the seasonal leagues are now entering their playoffs, but DFS uh, never ends for those of you who did not make your fantasy playoffs. So we're here to help you at least maybe recoup uh, some of that buy-in money and uh, you know get you to the promised land, huh, Howard? Oh, we're definitely taking them to the promised land. I'm telling you, man. I just you know we've we've been on the cusp. Like I've said this for a couple of weeks now. We're just we've been on the cusp, and you know it was like two weeks ago. You know, killed it in GPP contests. Last week, the the cash games we just we destroyed, and if we put those cash lineups into GPP, um, we would have made a ton of money there. Also, like I just we're we're right there. So, you know, get me in on on week fourteen. We've only got a couple of weeks of the regular season left. Um, you know, this is this is going to be a crunch time for us because, I mean, I just I just want big big money wins for anybody in FA Nation. It doesn't matter. Uh, whether it's me, whether it's you, whether it's somebody else listening to this podcast, I just we're we're right there, and I just I I, I feel like I just want to get us over that hump and into the uh, into the promised land. Yeah, all right. Well, let's kick it off at the quarterback position here. Uh, obviously, you do the watch list. Uh, you know, start that on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday this week because we had the bleed over game uh, there on Tuesday with Baltimore and Dallas. But uh, you know, who's really piqued their interest early on this week at the quarterback position? Um, all right. I mean, let's just start at the top. Obviously, Russell Wilson at home. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, you know, I, I tried him out in GPP last week. It didn't work. He's got the Jets. Um, I think the 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 Seahawks really got embarrassed by the Giants. I think they come out swinging here. I know a lot of people are afraid of uh, Chris Carson and and you know the the ground game as it's been happening. But you know, Russell Wilson probably you know right there. If I'm paying up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, going into Detroit, that's another one. Um, yeah, I mean, like if if we're paying up for for that much, seven thousand or higher, Wilson and Rodgers are my two guys. Yeah, I like obviously both of those. You have Wilson at home in that in that comeback game. Uh, Rodgers on the road against Detroit. Uh, you know, the last time Patrick Mahomes was the most expensive quarterback in the slate, I actually thought he was going to be contrarian, uh, and that ended up not being the case. He was like 25% owned, uh, and he went ahead and threw for three scores against Tampa Bay uh, on the road here against Miami. Do you think that people are just gravitating towards that Chiefs offense? Do we think Mahomes is going to have higher ownership this week? I mean, I think he'll have, you know, decent ownership. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know that's what we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of GPP are just you know using that stack. Uh, you know it's like it's it's Mahomes, it's Tyreek, it's Kelsey, um, and you can either be off of Tyreek or off of Kelsey, and you know pay down for somebody else if you want to. But I really, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are just like you know what this dude just does it week in week out. So you know, and I'm not going to worry about the matchup with Miami. Right. And that's sort of how I feel, too. I think, you know, this is another week where I look at the board and I say, like, you know, I think there's a good chance if people play Rodgers and Wilson, maybe we'll get Mahomes at lower ownership and he has as high as upside as anybody on the slate. And then, you know, I'll wait and find out if I'm surprised or not to see him as the chalk 
uh, you know, once Rosser's lock here. Uh, under 7K, I think this is a great bounce-back spot for Herbert. Uh, obviously, the Chargers were absolutely obliterated by New England last week. Um, you know, Herbert had his worst game of the season. Now he gets Atlanta, and while Atlanta certainly is playing a little bit better of late on the road, you know, going cross-country here, not in the Dome, I think this is a great spot at under 7K again uh, for Herbert to, uh, you know, come through for us. Yeah, I love Herbert this week. I also kind of like Tannehill as well going up against Jacksonville. Uh, you and I were on the uh, the Annie Up podcast talking about this game in particular. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it was, uh, you know, I, I just feel like it can unfold very similarly to the way it unfolded with uh, Minnesota and Jacksonville last week. Um, so if Tannehill, you know, needs to throw it all because – Obviously, you know, Henry's doing what he's got to be doing, but Jacksonville's scoring. This Titans defense is not very good. Um, I could see, you know, one of those uh one of those nicely efficient games from Tannehill, you know, like a like a like a two sixty and three touchdown kind of a day. Yeah, I mean that would obviously be heartbreaking to anybody with Derrick Henry if we are end up seeing three passing touchdowns with Tannehill, but I could I too, I could see that certainly happening. Um, uh, you know, Corey Davis, you know balling out recently, you know, could be a nice stack uh, to go ahead with him. Uh, right, but I mean, let me, let me ask you just real yeah. quick, because why would you be bummed out? Were you bummed out about Dalvin cook last week? I mean, he rushed for 120 yards, caught a couple of well, passes. He needed overtime to get there and you were paying, you know, a high price to, for Dalvin cook and Derek Henry last week, obviously Henry with a complete dud did cook get you there? Yeah, he hit value, but he didn't exceed value. And at that yeah. price, you're looking for him to really be the slate breaker for you. So, um, you know, is does Henry at least this week is cheaper than cook was last week in this matchup, uh, and cheaper than he was last week in his matchup. So, uh, you know, cost wise, it's, it's, uh, not as much of a burden as paying over $9,000 for a running back. So, um, you know, it, thinking that Tannehill is going to throw for three scores, you would obviously hope that those would be rushing touchdowns if you're going uh, that direction. So, um, but like I said, it's it's a good matchup for him. I, th- I think it's it's a you know it could be a lower owned play there, even though we both like that matchup from an offensive standpoint. Um, how are you approaching Taysom Hill? You know, last week he finally threw the football, uh, has at least two touchdowns now in each of the three games he started. Um, you know, on the road here against Philadelphia. Two of his three starts has been on the road, so that's not really anything new to him. Um, you know, what's your opinion of Taysom Hill so far? You know, the fact that he likes to run it on his own, I think that's, you know, obviously a huge plus for him. It's it's picking up that rushing yardage. Um, you know, it's like yeah, any, you know, when you're grabbing any other mobile quarterback, like a Lamar Jackson or somebody, that's really what you're you're kind of hoping for. It's like using Cam Newton because you know he's going to rush for two touchdowns. Well, maybe not on, you know, Thursday night here, but uh, nevertheless. Mean, so, that's mean. That's mean, Howard. That's mean. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a needless swipe? My bad. Fairly needless, yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault the Jets are winless, but that's okay. Oh, no, I love it. I love that. You want it to be your fault that the Jets are winless. I mean, technically the Patriots beat them. No, never mind. We're getting off track here. We're getting off track. Taysom Hill, I like. Do I love? No. I mean, do I? I think he can be a decent cash game pay down. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, but I mean, the problem is, like, you know, I don't want to stack him in. Uh, you know, I don't. I really don't want to do any kind of a Saint stack in a GPP. Um, because you know, I just, I'm, I'm not sure. It's like, is he gonna devalue? You know, Alvin Kamara. Uh, if you put him with like Michael Thomas, okay, fine. But 
You're gonna put him with another receiver. Like you know, you can pair him. You know, I, I you know I would consider pairing him maybe, but again, I just don't see like the the real like strong GPP he, upside he, for. Him. He is a quarterback, Howard, that you can play by himself because of the rushing yeah. upside. Yeah. So you don't you're not necessarily forced to trust a running back or a wide receiver with him. Um, you know, if he runs two touchdowns by himself, you know, it's not really doing any good to pair him up with a wide receiver there. So um, I, I think Hill's fine as it's just a standalone play. Um, if we're looking at under five, under 6K rather, uh, last week I was a big fan of Phillip Rivers. He threw the two scores. Didn't end up having a monster fantasy game, 19 fantasy points, but price tag's the same, getting a Raiders defense, which isn't very good. Um, any thoughts here on Rivers or any other guys under 6K that uh, you like maybe more? Um, you know, I, I, I like Rivers. I don't love him. I think that this could be a game where we see a lot of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, we're starting to see these rookie running backs emerge a lot more, uh, and coaches are doing a better job about giving them the touches that they need to, to build that momentum. You know, I mean, that's just, you can beat Vegas on the ground, uh, that way. So, I mean, but I, you know, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, not huge, huge fan of it. Um, you know, Matt Ryan on the road, I'm not really that into. I would say, I mean, if it's like, you know, if we're talking about like paying down, I wouldn't mind taking a crack at Daniel Jones. You know, I feel like that's, you know, it's a game that he's going to have to be throwing. I think the Giants can keep that competitive. Um, and then, come on, how about the uh, the ultimate uh, pair of revenge game narratives? Andy Dalton goes into Cincinnati and then Alex Smith goes into San Francisco. Yeah, I think Dalton pairing up with the Cowboys is going to be actually be a very popular stack uh, this week because the receivers, I don't know, you know, we'll get into it, but the receivers uh, options there in uh, Dallas is, are very cheap. Uh, you know, Sneak Preak, CD Lamb's under 5K. So, like, uh, you know, you can, you, you, can, you can get a nice little stack going on there with Andy Dalton at 55 and, uh, and a very cheap CD Lamb. Uh, I, I like that one a lot. Um, Daniel Jones is interesting to me. You know, the hamstring, I, I worry a little bit about, right? Like, you know, is he going to be able to plant and throw? Daniel Jones is a mobile quarterback. You know, he gets some rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Does that take away from it? So, um, you know, it's not terrible. You know, I, I, again, I don't think many people will be on that play. So you're talking about a one percenter there with Daniel Jones. I think it works. Uh, but I think in this range here, probably Dalton and and maybe Mitch Trubisky here, home against Houston. I know we hate. Uh, we tried I know that we, last week, dude. You know what? Didn't though? we? We did, but you know what? Seventy-six percent of his passes he completed. He still threw a touchdown. He was twenty-six of thirty-four for two sixty-seven. He just like didn't get in the end zone because Montgomery ran for all the touchdowns. Now Montgomery could easily run for the touchdowns again here against Houston. But it's not as if Trubisky had this like flat-out terrible game. It just wasn't the fantasy upside that we had hoped against Detroit. You know, they're home again against a Houston team that's equally as bad. So, again, if you're looking for dark throw stacks here, you know, going Trubisky with uh, Allen Robinson and like a Cole Komet or even using Montgomery because he catches the football, uh, you know, maybe they come through for you. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. I'll think about it. Uh, you know, I mean, I said I was thinking about Trubisky all last week. I pivoted off of him uh for uh for my gpp work and i felt pretty good about that did i pivot to baker no i didn't but you know what are you gonna do um what about uh what about the old jalen hurts move there uh it's it's a tough matchup against the new orleans saints but fifty one hundred dollars dude come on 
Yeah, I. You ask me the, these type of questions all the time. I well, no, the, this is actually a fair question to ask because he's he brings a unique skill set to this offense. They're gonna run, you know, a, basically like a Taysom Hill offense, right? Like they're gonna run a read option RPO with Hertz, and he could run for fifty yards in this game in a score. He could throw for two hundred and a touchdown, and he pays off his value easily. So. Uh, that said, New Orleans defense has been an absolute truck lately, uh, I, I, and they've been practicing against this type of offense now. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I'm gonna fade the Hurts here, and if it burns me, it burns me. I may be more interested in like Drew Locke, uh, you know, against Carolina. Ugh. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm just saying I could be more interested. Yeah, you could have that one. I'll that's give you fine. that. That's fine. Uh, let's go to running back here. Uh, Dalvin Cook is the top price back. He gets a very tough matchup here against Tampa Bay. Uh, for me, it's I'm gonna actually fade Cook, which means it's gonna be a week where he probably breaks the slate. Um, but $9,400 and just a matchup that I don't like, I can't see myself wanting to pay up for that. Uh, Henry is in the ultimate rebound at $8,700 against Jacksonville. Um, you know, I love that a lot. Aaron Jones here against Detroit, 7,600, another really great spot for him. So, you know, if you're not looking to spend up for Dalvin, I think you're going to see, you know, this tier of guys of Henry Jones and even James Robinson. Um, I know he's limited at practice with the knee, but that man continues to produce consistently. Um, you know, all of them in really great spots. All of them are in fantastic spots. I like all three of them. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. There are some people who are kind of down on Aaron Jones. So I think, you know, in the sense that, right, forget about the fact that he rushed for a 77-yard touchdown. He had a – and that, like, you know, salvaged his day. Listen, that kind of stuff happens. But I think a lot of people are really focused on the fact that Aaron Rodgers is uh, padding his stats to land that MVP in a year where they didn't get him any help. Uh, they draft – they traded up to draft his replacement. And uh, and now he's like showing them, you know, showing the world up. So some people are kind of down on Aaron Jones just strictly for that, thinking that there's going to be another game where Aaron Rodgers is just going to, you know, keep chucking the ball. But I, I like Jones a lot. I like him in a in a Packers stack as well. Robinson, he's just, you know, it's so funny. I mean, have you ever seen somebody so consistently underrated? Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. He's finally, you know, this last week was like the second time all season he was over 7K and they give him 7,500 this week. But, you know, he's the only man basically on the field for them. He takes like 100% of their red zone snaps. Like he is he is the guy. Yeah. I love him. I definitely love him. Um, what do you think? Eckler bounce back game for yep. him also? 7K for Eckler works for me. I think that's a good spot for him. If we're thinking Herbert... Uh, you know, you have to think Eckler, he's got nine targets last week in that loss. He got 16 targets the week before. I mean, he's just as much of a factor in the passing game as he is in the running game even more. So uh, pairing up Herbert with a running back and Eckler is one of those rare times where it's okay really to go quarterback running back. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll, I'll full stack it and throw Keenan Allen in there too because he's just still going to throw to Keenan Allen uh, a dozen times. Right. No, exactly. It's it's crazy. Um, I think if Zeke is good enough to go here, he's been limited with a calf. You know, he had 18 for 77. Cincinnati, again, $6,600 is like a very cheap number for a guy like Elliott's upside. 
Um, you know, if he finds the end zone and, and has another game like he did last week, he's up over 20 fantasy points and he's paying off your tag. So uh, Zeke at 66 is appealing to me. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I was talking to uh, Jim Bowden about this very thing today. Uh, I was asking him what he thought about Zeke's injury. It's such a great matchup for him. It's the Andy Dalton revenge game. Uh, Jim kind of opined the fact that maybe if Zeke's calf is still bothering him, that the Cowboys say, well, we're not really playing for anything. We're not going to go after this division title. That's just stupid. So why put him at risk and just kind of sit him for the day, which would make that even crazier because you imagine it just being Tony Pollard at 5,300. Well, yeah, then you you would obviously you taught Pollard to be the highest on play uh, of the yeah, slate. I mean, that's, yeah, one. that's your, that's boom. That's your, that's your value pick this week. You know, yeah. it was like last week, David Montgomery at 5,500 miles Gaskin at like 5,500. Yeah. Um, those were your, your guys. So I, I would uh, go back. I have no problem going back to Monty here, even though he's up to 65. Yeah, Again, I would just the way they're using them man, and this matchup and the, I love the involvement in the passing game. So uh, hey, it looks like Nagy figured out what to do with David Montgomery, and it's give him the football. <laughs> Shocker, that's been working. Weird. Let, let me ask you this. If Swift, I, I think he was limited at practice on Thursday. Yeah, with an illness. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, he was limited on Wednesday also, limited on Thursday. If he goes full practice on Friday, do you consider Swift? I mean, you got to love this this matchup against Green Bay. It is a good matchup, but I think it's going to be too much of a race for Detroit here. I don't know if they'll be able to run the football as much now. I know that he's involved in the passing game, so sure, there's definitely that upside, but I also worry about him coming off that concussion, not playing, been sick. Like, does he, you know, does Adrian Peterson in his back to back weeks with two touchdowns cut into that workload of his? Vomitous. Absolutely vomitous. It says, I agree. Hey, I agree. Um, tier below them, you know, Mostert, hard to trust after he split carries. Last week, but he's another guy that just runs really well. I know it's Washington and they're tough front seven. Uh, Miles Sanders, even in the RPL, I'm not running him against New Orleans. Ronald Jones is it was kind of the guy that piqued my interest here a little bit. Because uh, if we're thinking, you know, home out of a bye, Minnesota's run defense isn't very good. If this is a game where Tampa Bay is going to be leading, they're not going to need Fournette as much. This could be a big Ronald Jones week. I actually really like Ronald Jones this week. I really do. Um, so yeah, I can't argue against that at all. I would love to, you know, and what a great price, 6,100. I'm very happy to take that. Yeah. I think he's a great mid tier guy, um, with, with upside in that offense. So, um, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I said at 5,800 Wayne Gallman at 5,700 miles Gaskin at 5,600, like that trio right there. That's a trio I'm digging on because, you know, I feel like, I mean, Gaskin was probably going to be the only running back going against Kansas City. He's also active in that passing game. So, you know, and I don't, I don't have much faith in Arizona's run defense, especially coming across the country here um, for Gallman. I, just as long as he doesn't get vultured from Alfred Morris again. I, I can't believe that happened. Um, twice. Happened twice. Crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. I think John, it's. It's going to burn me, but like Jonathan Taylor is probably going to be like one of the first people I put in my lineups this week. Uh, you know, I just, I feel this is, a, a, you know, the usage has been there. The snaps have been there. The production's been there. Like, this is the week. Let's get him a rushing touchdown. Can we do that? Can we get him a rushing touchdown? Make everybody happy at 5,800. 
good call on Gallad. We talked about Pollard already. Uh, if something happens with Zeke there, um, you know, I, I think that's probably a fine play. Uh, Melvin Gordon was somebody that I said to you uh, on the uh, live stream with you and Fenty. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really like this. You know, $5,200. He ran 15 for 131 against Kansas City last week. Carolina is a defense that you run the football against. Um, I know that Philip Lindsay like exists in that ether of running backs that they have, and they actually split the carries. But I just feel like Gordon is the is a higher upside play. Uh, maybe a little bit risky because of that split, but I fifty two hundred. He's an appealing play to me. Yeah, he's definitely you. You when you pointed him out to me, I started taking a closer look, and yeah, you know it's kind of funny. You know, kind of out of uh, out of our minds with Carolina being on a bye week, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. So it wasn't really eyeballing him. Um, and, you know, now that I'm scrolling through this, there's there's a lot of great value here. I mean, it could be. Could be. You know, you've got Adrian Peterson, who you just said. I mean, if Swift is out or limited or anything like that, um, him at 5K is huge. I, I, you know, Gio Bernard's been so sucky lately. But, I mean, this matchup against Dallas, I think that, you know, again, if it's Brandon Allen, I'm okay with it. I mean, Finley as the quarterback would be a, a little bit of an issue. And then there's Captain Checkdown, JD McKissick. I was right at there. 10 targets. As, as soon as Gibson got hurt, I was like, here comes all the JD that that, that Alex Smith can handle. You know, and there it was, 10 targets right there. Um, yeah. And that's what you're going to see. I mean, listen, Bryce Love, you know, didn't come back off IR. It's really McKissick and Peyton Barber. I don't even know how Peyton Barber continues to have a job in the NFL. He averages less than three yards of carry, you know, on the year. He's so awful. You know, McKissick's going to be the guy. And if they're trailing in this game against San Francisco, um, yeah, 4,900 in a PPR format on DraftKings. Sign me up uh, for McKissick in cash games, I think. I think he's a very safe play. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I honestly don't want to go down any further. I, I mean, you can. I mean, we could we could say, well, what do you think of Ty Johnson as the lone back for the Jets? Or, you know, Lev Bell is only 4,400. What if you about Peyton Barber at 4,400? Phil Lindsay, super cheap at 4,300. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, I actually might, you know, kind of investigate a little bit. I don't Lin- know. Lindsay, because of just the, the volume that he gets. Yeah. You know, and he, well, he hasn't been good. Like, obviously, you look at the last handful of weeks – not very good, but you know he's gonna get you ten to fifteen touches. They're gonna split the carries in between those two guys. That's usually what they do. You know, he if he breaks one or he is the guy that just gets the nod, then there's some potential upside there. So um, yeah, I, I like him again. Forty three hundred is a cheap pivot um, play. Dart definitely a dart throw, maybe right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quick, let's let's get out of running backs. Yeah, let's get out of running back. Let's go to wide receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams, you know, if, if there's a bet you want to make this week, it's like first touchdown Devontae Adams against Detroit, right? Isn't that s- seem like the most sure thing uh, <laughs> in football? Um, I mean, listen, 10 for 121, two scores. He's the best receiver in football. Everybody who drafted him this year, kudos to you. He just absolutely dominant force. Detroit's got nobody to stop him, so he's he's worth paying up for ninety three hundred. Tyreek, I already mentioned again, love love the play here against him against Miami. Um, yeah, I know he didn't score last week. He should have. I mean, he did. He technically scored, but they didn't challenge and nobody knew, so it doesn't count. But that was like a forty yard touchdown that he got taken off the board. So um, you know, Hill's an explosive play. 
Uh, I know DJ, DK Metcalf's, I think, been the cover of every article Fantasy Lounge put out this week. So, <laughs> so, obvi- so obviously, we were big on him against the Jets. So, yeah. <laughs> so funny. I was just thinking about the fact that I was like, uh, John, you got to change that cover on that article. <laughs> <laughs> Seven articles in a row with DK Metcalf on them. <laughs> we're going um, all in, Kyle. We're going all in. <laughs> right, right. Fantasy we're like the guys over at NFL.com. Darren Waller's a spectacular play. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. Sorry, a little yeah. dig there. I probably yeah, shouldn't yeah. have done. Yeah, listen, anyway. Hey, Waller was the cover of our playbook, man. No, 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 no. I was talking about, yeah. No, I'm talking about there's an article over on NFL.com. Uh, uh that's just telling you. Uh, some some amazing plays. Oh, the obvious. Just telling you the obvious. Is what yeah, you're saying? gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, Devonte Adams is a no-brainer if you can yeah. fit in his salary. I love Tyreek, obviously for GPP. Yeah. I know he's not feeling well, so you have to check his practice status. Metcalf is a no-brainer. Allen's a no-brainer. Um, yeah, I mean that top tier is just—it's super delicious. Wherever you're gonna go with that, how are you, you feel about how are you feeling about the Vikings receivers? I love Jefferson this week, man. I mean, both receivers—you know, Tampa Bay's defense has been giving up points lately, and I mean, both of those receivers have been lighting it up. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think I think Minnesota has to pass in this one. I really do. Um, you know, Tampa Bay hasn't allowed a, a, a rusher, a lead rusher, with more than 60 yards this year. And, I mean, so, you know, whatever. If Dalvin Cook gets 100 yards, you know, in this game, I mean, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. They're going to have to keep pace with Brady passing the ball. And I think that that's, you know, I was listening to something from Arians today um, who was talking about, you know, how Antonio Brown is start, you know, is fitting in and what you know he's seeing different things now and blah 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 mike evans might be out so is this like a a, an antonio brown game you know again ronald jones we talked about so there are going to be some points scored in this one and and cousin's gonna have to throw so jefferson uh thielen i mean you know it's so funny because thielen he won't rack up he, he he doesn't always rack up the big yardage but you know, for four hundred dollars cheaper, you know he gets more red zone targets than yeah, Jefferson. He, he gets. I, I think the last time I I saw the stat, and this is a couple of weeks ago now, but he had like forty six percent of the red zone targets on the Vikings this year. Like it's just just in the insane number. He's the highest targeted receiver in football in the red zone, um, and he has like a crazy connection rate as well. So uh, love that. If if Robbie Anderson's the only healthy receiver in Carolina, do you play him against Denver? If Robbie Anderson is the only healthy receiver in Carolina, do you play him? Yes. Right. And I mean, I just, I feel, I mean, I feel like you have to, I feel like you have to, it's $6,200 if Samuel and uh, more aren't healthy enough or aren't good to go. I mean, right. Isn't he going to be like, who else do they have? So, uh, you know, to me, I think 6,200 Robbie Anderson, given those circumstances are great. You mentioned the Mike Evans thing, you know, Godwin is $6,300 and Antonio Brown 55. So like, you know, two very cheap high upside plays there. Two very, very cheap high upside plays. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, is Corey Davis good, Howard? Shut up. <laughs> is he Is he this year's Devontae Parker? Did you hear that argument between me and Ronis on Annie Up? 
I did not. Was this the oh, yeah, yeah. He and I went, we went toe-to-toe. <clears throat> I, all I was trying to, the only point that I was trying to make was that, yes, does, does Corey Davis look like he could be having that Devontae Parker-type season? 100%. 100%. And, and I'm fine with that. The thing about it is, is that, you know, Adam was like, he gets double-digit points every game. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, you get 10 points this week. 12 points next week, then you get 22 points, then you go back down to 11 points, then you go up to 22 and or 26 points. Like, that's the thing, is that it's so up and down, there's no consistency. Like, Bob Lung would be very, very upset. <laughs> not not with that kind of consistency. And all I was trying to say to Adam was, you know, that's great and all, but you'd never know when to freaking start the guy. So right. if you don't know when to start the guy, really, why are you... You know, why are you sitting here just defending him that he's going to be this be-all, end-all type guy? I just, so that was, that was really, that was the uh, the, the crux of the argument. That's kind of where uh, where he and I went back and forth. But, you know, I mean, I, I, no, I'm never going to admit that Corey Davis is going to be some <laughs> great player that I'm always going to want to leave in my lineup. It just doesn't right. work that way. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, $5,400 against Washington. Yeah, I like that, actually. Right? I mean, if you, you know, Washington's front is what their strong suit is. Their secondary is kind of suspect. So, uh, you know, Ayuk coming off a pretty strong game there. And and honestly, you know, you know cover your ears, Ryan Hallam, but I don't think there's much of a difference between Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo. If anything, Mullins sometimes looks better. So, like, you know, I, I think the receivers are, are perfectly okay there with the backup uh, quarterback in. Uh, how are you feeling about DJ Chark? He came back from injury last week, had seven targets, but did nothing with him. Uh, he's another guy this year that's been very boomer bust, but it's a it's a boomy type matchup. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, listen, I <laughs> right. I'm like, I, you know, I love Chark so much. I think he's an incredibly talented player, like an incredibly talented player. Um, I just, I don't, I just don't see him and Mike Glennon really having this kind of a connection. You know, Glennon spent like, it's one of the reasons why I love Colin Johnson so much and, you know, laugh about that, but you know, Colin Johnson and, and Mike Glennon have spent how much time together with the twos and the threes to the point where they are now, you know, they've got like a good rapport going here. He's like had 90, 90 plus yards in two straight games. He had a touchdown in one. So, I mean, he's been solid. So, yeah, you know, I, that's kind of one of the things where I worry about uh, with DJ Chark as to whether or not he's going to, you know, he has that. You know, DJ that, Chark that. is going to be a guy that I, I mull over all day on Sunday. I don't put him in my lineup and the first update I get in the DK app is 77 yard touchdown to DJ Chark. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's like it's with, with, like almost without fail. Uh, that's that's probably what's going to end up happening for me. So, uh, you know, just be prepared. Be prepared. Uh, are you chasing the T.Y. Hilton points? Um, no, probably not. I mean, again, I think that this is going to be a, a strong game on the ground. For uh, for for Indianapolis, so I mean, you know, no, I'd probably just kind of back off of uh, T.Y. Hilton. I'd rather, you know, pay a hundred dollars less and and get Kiki Kute, uh against Buster Screen and in, in that matchup there against Chicago could be the only wide receiver who does anything for Houston. 
I, I thought he was going to be one of the only guys doing something for Houston last week, and and then uh, that uh, Hanson fella came out of nowhere. Uh, Hanson. Do fella. we know? Do we? So here's the thing: we have to pay attention to this, Howard. Watch the practice reports. Fantasyline.com. Go to practice reports. Uh, Buster Screen not practicing due to concussion. So even better. Well, is it better if the worst slot corner is not playing the game? No, he's else? actually he's not. He's no longer the worst. You know, PJ Williams still exists. True, and uh, Murphy Bunting still exists. Murphy Bunting. You know what? I mean, did you see the way Marlon Humphrey was getting abused? Yeah. Well, yeah. So you know what? But I mean, you know, it's definitely it's it's something to watch. It's something to check out. Uh, CD Lamb yeah. is forty eight hundred. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, he was 5,400 the last week. He had six catches on nine targets for 46 yards. Now they're going into a game against Cincinnati, and all of a sudden he's got a $600 price deduction. So I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be in like 100% of my lineups this week. Um, it's very possible. It's very, very possible. He's just um, he's, Andy, he's, he's Andy Dalton's favorite target. Yeah, it doesn't, I, don't, I don't understand that price. So, you know... Yes, he's he's my guy. <laughs> yes, he is my guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, Mike Williams, forty seven hundred. Love him in GPPs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think that because it's a get right game. Absolutely, absolutely. I I like him. Um, you know, it's so funny. He he has been a, a bit of a disappointment. Um, overall, no, I think he, Just... he he should be better. But Herbert, he, he should be right. He definitely should be. He's he's inconsistent with sort of the targets there, and he's a downfield guy. So like, you know, he really needs to have that big boom play. But he should be more targeted in the red zone more than they do. Um, I blame Anthony Lynn for a lot of this. So um, you know, but I'm loving at least the target share. So nine targets last week against New England, uh, bad Atlanta team coming in. I think Williams, like you said, get right game. Um, did did Dan Malin make any proclamations this week on like the next breakout receiver? Uh, obviously, he had the rugs call. So he had the rugs call. Yeah, he put him in the hot takes article. That Henry Ruggs was due for was due for a breakout. Did he? Uh, yeah, man, I was in on that all last week too. I know, but maybe you got the idea from his his hot takes article. Oh, is that right? Is that right? I'm just wondering. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I don't know. Did he did he make any other proclamations? I don't think he did. Oh, that's what I was asking. I wasn't sure if uh he did did you not read his stuff? Is that why? I didn't edit it this week, no. It wasn't that wasn't me. Uh so <laughs> you know, I, I didn't I didn't check it out, but uh it's possible. Quick, I'm 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 heading over there right now. I'm heading right. over to the hot yeah, takes you, article. You check it out, you check out the hot takes article. I'm gonna talk about Tim Patrick at forty two hundred. He had two touchdowns last week. To me, he's the number one receiver on this Denver team. Uh, so forty two hundred dollars against Carolina to me is very is a very cheap price tag. It is an incredibly cheap price tag. I like it a lot. I right. like it a lot. That seems nice. Uh, Lavisca Chenault at forty one hundred dollars. I know he's dealing with another injury. Did find the end zone last week. Um, you know, could be could be somebody. Uh, you mentioned that Denzel Mims already ruled out. Your boy Prashard Perriman uh, still limited with the same shoulder he's been limited with for weeks, but. You got to think at thirty nine hundred dollars now he's going to get an increase in usage. We'll say. Yes, I I, th- I definitely think that is the case, and I'm very excited about uh, the chance to throw him into a GPP lineup. Thirty nine hundred. 
Um, it's like you know, it's like a very interesting group in in that uh, in that realm. You go to, uh, you said Tim Patrick. Um, well, we kind of skipped over Chad Hansen a little bit, but oh, a little bit. I mean, thirty nine hundred. He's there. Michael Gallup is thirty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, Michael Gallup is thirty eight hundred dollars. I mean, Colin Johnson thirty six hundred. Johnson, like this is where your, this is where your stars and scrubbing it, right? Like this is where you're 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 gonna have probably like at least two of these guys in your GPPs to help you spend up on like Kelsey this week, right? Maybe, maybe. Why do you want to spend up for Kelsey this week? I think so. I, I mean, I know it's Miami, but also like it's the tight end position. So, you know, you know, I don't know. I think I think there's some. I well, let's go to the tight end position, Howard. Uh, Kelsey has Miami. Waller has Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Indianapolis Colts here. Uh, the top two tight ends on the board. Two very tough matchups here. Uh, Waller with the toughest against the Colts, coming off his 200 yard performance. Uh, and then Kelsey basically gives you almost 30 fantasy points, it seems like, a week. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very interested in still paying up for Kelsey, even in the matchup. Um, I think he is almost matchup proof, to be honest with you. Almost matchup proof. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree with you as well. Um, 7,400, so you're definitely going to – that's that's why you're going to need two of those three grand guys uh in that lineup uh we'll have to we'll have to look and see i'm building a lineup as we're going through all this um and i'm gonna try and see what happens if i don't use kelsey or waller okay take a look i'm gonna take a look hawkinson is a decent guy just in the sense that he gets the targets and he gets the work but you know i don't i don't love paying up you know if like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna pay up i'm gonna pay up for kelsey if if not then I'm just going to pay all the way down. Like I'm still having trouble, you know, floating in the middle there and look, you know, Gasicki, Henry, Engram, Gronk, Tanyan. I mean, they're all like, you know, in that 4,200 to 5,000 range. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, is, are any of them really putting up numbers that you're like, yeah, that just made my, my day. Like I was happier with Ferkser last week. I did, you know, because I did one set, one lineup showing you what to do with Waller, and then another one paying down instead of going to Waller to get Devonte Adams into your lineup, and you had to pay down to Ferkser, and it was like ten catch, uh, five catches for fifty-one yards, like ten point one points, like boom, okay, that's all I'm expecting from the tight end, and based on what I'm paying for him, I'm definitely getting a, a better ROI. Yeah, I agree with you. Listen, I I think that is, um, it's it's definitely such a fluid position that, like you said, spending down if they bust, they don't hurt you as much, and if they, you know, because of the median production we're getting out of it, it makes sense to spend that way. But you're also so the guys think if you're pay- paying up, you're separating yourself um, at the tight end position. Um, so I think you can go either way. I think uh, you know some of the value here. Um, you know, Kyle Rudolph isn't practicing right now. He's, he's got a foot issue. Didn't practice on Thursday, but Irv Smith returned to practice. Irv is $3,100. You know, if no Rudolph, but Irv is back, then we could, you know, go in that direction potentially. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, if you're going to go to Irv at 3100 or Eifert at 3100. Oh, my. <laughs> I got a great Tyler Eifert story for another time. 
Um, what about going down further from uh, instead of investing in, in Irv Smith at 31? What about Cole Komet at 2,900? Um, you know, if you want to talk about the hot takes article, uh, our good friend Dan Malin says that you're ready to commit to Komet. I can commit to Komet. Uh, I think that's a good spot. We talked about him, Jen and I, on the um, on the Tuesday uh, Fantasy Alarm Sports Talk uh, about Cole Komet being a nice waiver claim this week. Uh, and he fits right into that mold of being a spend down option uh, at the tight end position for you. So I, I'm in on board. Again, he outsnapped Jimmy uh, Graham. He got more targets than him. He got the end zone. And like you said, Chicago now maybe turning it over to the youth, Howard. So uh, that certainly works for me. Uh, any other tight ends jumping out to you at all? No, not really. I mean, you know, everybody's going to ask about, you know, talk about Drew Sample getting all these targets right now. You know, me and Andrew Cooper are doing battle back and forth in our Jordan Reed for, you know, and Drew yeah. Sample bet. Right. Um, because now all of a sudden, like Brandon Allen keeps hitting the tight end. Uh, Aikens, is that, you know, is that somebody that you're going to use because... You know, they say he's going to line up in the slot more. I mean, you know, th- those are it's all dart throws. So no, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be loving it too much. All right, let's jump over to the defense here. Obviously, the Saints is a top price team against Philly. Uh, the quarterback change, notwithstanding that defensive line, offensive line in Philly still absolutely terrible. Uh, we're looking at a Saints defense that, uh, you know, prior to last week had gone four straight with at least fourteen fantasy points. They put up Mondo sack numbers. Uh, they can intercept the football and, you know, hurts under pressure, you know, could be turnover prone. So uh, paying up for the Saints, you know, is probably going to be very popular this week. Um, I think the Colts, even though they're on the road against Las Vegas, is a nice safe play to go to um, Seattle. I think at only th- how is Seattle just three thousand dollars, Howard? I know. Right. Against the Jets. It's like, you know what, though? I kind of feel like that might be like the sucker play. Like everybody goes in on that, and then the next thing you know, like Seattle wins it, like thirty-one to twenty-eight, <laughs> right? Like all yeah. of a sudden their pass defense like completely shits the bed, even worse than than they have for throughout the year. So right. that that you know could be a trap, could be a little bit of a trap. Yeah, definitely could be a trap. Um, below them, I like the Giants twenty-six hundred dollars. I think they're the punt defense for me. Um, I know you meant you, you mentioned on the Anti Up podcast. I think it was. Uh, liking Dallas against Cincinnati, but uh, $2,600, you're getting a Giants defense home against an Arizona team. I don't think Kyler Murray's 100%. He's not running the football anymore. I think to protect taking hits on that shoulder, uh, Bradbury's going to be all over. Hopkins, who didn't practice today, uh, you know, in that defense, we just saw them shut down Seattle in Seattle. Um, so I, I think the Giants at 2600 is a really nice salary saver. All right. So you like them more than Dallas at uh, at twenty four? I do. I think I like that. I think they're just their potential for production is higher than the Cowboys. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, then I have one question to ask you, John, before we uh, share our crazily built lineups here. Sure. What we got? Colin Johnson and the Colts D, or Tim Patrick and the Giants D? Tim Patrick and the Giants. Well, look at you. You didn't even hesitate, right? I didn't even, didn't even hesitate. You didn't even blink. No blinking here. Steady hands. Really? Look at you. A solid like a rock. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me uh, let me plug it in. My lineup's ready. You got a lineup for us? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off. I got a lineup here. 
Uh, and you'll know where I'm going right off the bat because of the quarterback I'm selecting in Kirk Cousins, uh, $6,200 against Tampa Bay. Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, my running backs, my wide receivers, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Cole Komet at the tight end position, my flex is Tim Patrick, and my defense is the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. Ooh. Dang. Um, give me that one more time. Yep. Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Derrick Henry. Yes. Jonathan Taylor. Yes. C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yep. Adam Thielen. Uh-huh. Cole Komet. Yep. Tim Patrick in the flex. Seahawks defense. I like I like that, man. And there's like zero, that. zero dollars remaining. Zero, you know, I've got a zero dollar remaining lineup also. I like where you went here. Let's I tried it. out a Charger stack. Ooh, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Herbert, so let's see what we got. So we got Sherbert, Austin Eckler, David Montgomery, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, CeeDee Lamb, Cole Komet, Tim Patrick, and the Giants D. I like that. I do I do like that. I, I obviously I saved a little bit of money at the running back position. Um, so it certainly allowed me to get up to Derrick Henry, but I mean I, I see no problem with the with the combination that you put there. I think Eckler, you know, could be just as big as those guys, the top tier running backs uh on this slate. Yeah, the only one who really I'm just kind of lukewarm on is Ridley, actually. You know, like I mean, I could yeah, get if if Julio doesn't play, then you're looking at Ridley as like the the primary guy, at least. Though you know, the targets are certainly going to be in his direction. Right. Yeah, but if Julio plays, you know, then all of a sudden it kind of it kind of pulls away from him a little bit. A little bit. If I had one concern about my team, it's that everybody is on the road except for Cole Komet. All road team. <laughs> so if I had one concern, uh, it would be that everybody is on the road. Um, well, if you had, if if I had gone with Colin Johnson and the uh, and the Cowboys defense, then the last five players in my lineup, all their names began with a C. Well, let's let's get the C stack in there in the playbook this week, and uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll kick it off from there uh but that wraps up the fantasy line week 14 dfs podcast obviously you know how to get in touch with us all howard bender at rotobuzz on twitter myself at jane pemba 777 uh playbook example lineups playbook and watch list will be out on saturday sample items out on sunday jen and howard uh from 11 to 12 on sunday live stream answering your start sick questions uh myself sean mitchell james grande adam ronis ryan hallam in subscriber chat from 10 to Sorry, 11 to 1, right up until roster lock with everybody answering your questions. Of course, we're in subscriber chat. You know how to get the answers. We're here to help you guys win and uh, take you guys to victory, like I said, Howard. So any parting thoughts here? Nope. Just uh, read everything we put out. Listen to us uh, with what we're talking about. And uh, let's win some money. Let's start swimming through giant stacks of gold coins like Scrooge McDuck. Alrighty, let's do that. Let's do that. For now, guys, we'll catch you guys later.